everybody. This is Shit Talk Reviews. Thank you so much for joining us. Today, we're doing things a little differently because once again, we have people all over the country as Dave can't see his <laughs> way to, to stick around, uh, you know, his, yeah. his place of employment. So today I'm in South Florida. Derek is in, uh, we'd call you South Florida. Yeah, I guess. So, kind yeah, of, I would say he's kind of South Florida. You know my favorite part of this is I can make faces at Dave and you can't see it because he's too stupid. I can't he see know how to use technology. Yeah, and Dave is uh, Dave is joining us remotely from the glorious Garden State of New Jersey. So we yes. are via, yes, via Zoom sir. today. So if if this goes horribly astray, it's not our fault. It's Mister Zoom's fault. So John, you ever go somewhere and you just feel like there's just an awkward feeling about it? Something's off. It's kind of how I feel going into today's podcast because I'm really hoping you guys like this, but I, I, I'm, it's so hard to tell where you guys are going to be, where I'm going to be. So we'll, we'll see. Wh- why don't you tell us who we're going to discuss today then? And then, so and then yeah. the lambasting of each other can start. <laughs> so today we're talking about a band called One From The North, pretty much an industrial band from Finland. Um, they, this is their third album, and it's a little bit of mix between electric metal and and rock, hard hard metal. Uh, so, I you know I can't wait to see where we're going to go with this because it's almost uh, I don't know I'm I'm really curious to see how this winds up today. Dave, do you miss your asshole seat? Because <laughs> I mean, you seem kind of nice. You're not sitting <sighs> farting in your fart chair. That brings out the asshole. So we'll we'll see what right what happens. Well, well Dave's nervous to hear uh, if if we're going to take him apart for his selection yes, this week. Exactly. <laughs> what my initial take was, and I'll just be honest with you. Last week we got done with the podcast. I was driving north. I turned it on. I felt like I was supposed to turn around and drive to Miami and go clubbing. <laughs> um, and so I, I didn't, I kept North, stayed North and, uh, drove home and I listened to it again on Monday and Wednesday going down. Um, I think I, for me, I love the metal components of one from the North. I, they're very in flames. Like, um, I questioned the uh techno dance party when i was in college up near the canadian border in vermont we used to go to sherbrooke canada to go after chicks right to go after girls and we'd go to these dance clubs that had a lot of the techno beats that one from the north chooses and it it occurred to me it felt like a metalhead walked into one of those clubs uh, you know up in montreal or sherbrooke and found a person that does, you know, the the DJs and said, hey, let's take your world and mix it with in flames. And I, mean, I don't know if like, I all right, let's do it. And for me, it's a little strange. Um, I like the metal components of it, but the the techno house party goes too far to the ho- techno house party for me. But that's not to say it's bad. It's just a matter of taste. I, I totally can understand where you're going with that. And I, actually, I kind of agree with you uh, on that. Um, but I just thought overall, you're right. I mean, I, the metal parts to this album, the the guitar riffs, 
his growl, and you know I'm not a fan of the death growl. He throws that in there. Beyond, beyond, very good. But I, it's hard to disagree that the other stuff mixed in worked at times, and, and sometimes it, it didn't. But I'm not saying I didn't like it either. So, I, John, what do you think? I mean, it was one of those records that uh, the first time I listened to it, it I didn't dislike it, but it just it took a few passes to start to get into it for me. I felt like I understood the record. McKeenan, is that his name? Yes, sir. He's a, he's a one-man show and classy. That's not real nice. <laughs> Very professional. Nice. Well, that's, we're nothing if not professional. <laughs> I felt like I understood how the record came together for him. I felt like I was able to get into his head a little bit uh, when listening to it. The blending of, of the electronic and the, and the you know, traditional instruments, especially for heavy heavy music. Um, I got it. it. It did take me a while. I liked it. It was a slow burn for me. I think the last King Gizzard for you, Dave, was a slow burn. Yeah. This one took me a bit. I was listening to it right up until before we connected here for this. And uh, and I like it. There's there's tracks I like more than others, certainly, but that holds true with every record. Uh, John, to your but point. But I liked it. To your point, John, a lot of this album you could just tell the first of all, the passion in the guy's voice is incredible, but he's talking about power, right? How us is, you know, uh, how government rules everything. And it's a dictatorship. If you listen to the lyrics on some of these songs, um, cl- uh, uh, clearly it's, it's coming from the gut, right? It's, he's, it's almost like a person who's just had it about the establishment. At least yeah, that's like, what I got out of it. He had something to say on this uh, record for sure. Yeah. Passion is, uh, there, there's no substitute for passion. And, you know, it's funny because when you don't like something as much as you would hope, you have to give credit to passion and um, giving your all, your soul. And look, he puts his soul into this, this band. And when I think of industrial, I think of, you know, for me right away, it goes, I go to ministry. And and mm-hmm. yeah, um, and you know everything from heroin use, the drug use, to fighting, and you know it, it's just the dark side of humanity. But I also, when I think of metal and industrial, I think of Fear Factory. Um, one from the North does not fit those molds, and nope. that's not necessarily a bad thing. The industrial space has been dominated by a lot of bands that sound like Ministry and Fear Factory. Uh, the fact of the matter is, is that I respect that he took a, a, a crack at um, breaking that mold. I just choose to not enjoy the te- the, the techno part of it, but it it certainly is a worthwhile endeavor to try to expand the you know the limits of what industrial is. It had a very Euro feel to me, you know, big epic, um, and I think the incorporation of all those super heavy sawtooth synth sounds played a big part in that. Um, and, and then just the grandiose, like I said, like a Viking battle vibe that a lot of the songs on this record brought. Yeah, John, I echo what you just said. That's a very good point. You're right. And, and for me, I, after I went through that process, I'm like, you know what, let me go online and see what I can find this guy. And I did, I found some YouTube videos of this guy. I don't know. McKeenan. I don't know if you guys did. I couldn't find anything. Phys- when you physically see it, they're on there. If you YouTube it, it comes up. And when you, when you see this guy's chops on the guitar, oh yeah, um, playing on the YouTube video for me, 
seeing that made this a little bit better for me, I, I would say, if that makes sense. You saw it as, as legit? Yeah. As opposed to a guy sitting behind a computer, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Right. Go ahead, Derek. I'm sorry. To, to back John's point, there there is a band called um, Blood Command, um, and they are very Euro in that they have some blood girl that screams and she's awesome. I mean, she's she, live. She's absolutely nuts. Um, but they have one second, they'll have a very dancey sound. And then the next it's a pure screamo rip your head off song. What's interesting about one from the North is that they are not afraid to be a dance party one second and then rip your head off the next in the same song. True. Um, yeah. And and that's, you know, again, that is respectable in that they are breaking a mold and giving, you know, putting out what's genuine and authentic. And and I, I do appreciate that fact. Again, not up my alley, but for others, I'm sure it it is. And, and it might be even refreshing. There could be um, girls and guys out there that love going to the club that want a harder side to it. And this is it. I got to be honest with you too. It's hard when, when my time comes and it's my album, I got to throw you guys a curveball because you know, the metal, you know, you know, John would produce and things you, so you guys are very knowledgeable in this stuff. So I got to throw you, so that's, I got to <laughs> throw you guys curveballs because if I keep throwing you the same stuff, it gets boring. So I try to trip you up. So I, I hoped, I wasn't sure where this was going to go today, but surprisingly, Derek is not 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 a fan of it, which is he's cool. A, he's not totally yeah. filled with hate for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it, I mean honestly, it's not offensive um, like Avenged Sevenfold, and <laughs> Plastic Days, but yeah, um, it, there's nothing offensive about it. Art is art, right? And there is a attempt at stretching the limits of metal industrial and. Um, that's to be commended. I really appreciate the metal pieces that are there. I really do. I, I I would love to hear a full metal record without the electronic parts. And right. I'd be curious to see what that would be because for me right now, my my album of the year is Unearthed. And we're in, you know, we're in June. You know, I like knuckle dragging, kick-ass metal. But I do believe that, you know, he's got talent. And if he stayed in a more narrow space, he might be more universally accepted. He might be hugely universally accepted. And I just don't realize it. Um, but I would love to hear a full-fledged just metal album, remove the electronic pieces or make the electronic pieces a little bit more standard to metal. I got to give, mean, give, I'll give the guy props for... Uh, for a lot on this record, I think from a tonal uh, viewpoint, he he picked great tones. Derek, you kept you know mentioning the disco, you know walking into the the club. Um, I totally get where you pick where you're picking that up from. There was only really one song, a "Silence in Me," the second to last track, that felt like at the beginning I was like, "Oh, that's in a club," but the others I thought were, "You got moves, Derek." See, our, 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 our <laughs> listeners can't, can't see this, which is maybe for the best. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I thought the tones were great. I, did, I thought he did a great job of blending the two styles together. And, you know, everything is subjective. I'm not surprised to hear that 
that aspect of the record is not what jumps out for you, Derek. But I think he did a great job of of squashing the two together. E- either of you guys listened to his earlier stuff? I, I did, John. Yeah. Uh, the last record did, uh, that he uh, did. It, uh, through the Great through the gray through Stone the, to Ravage. To Ravage, I, yeah. Yeah, I went back and listened to that one in full. And uh, come on, Derek. I mean, really... <laughs> But well, I, I did. I inherited some Coors Light, so when in Rome. <laughs> but yes, enough. I did go back and listen to that album, and uh, I mean, I like this one better. But but it it stuck to the script, very similar. Uh, you know, a little more. Uh, the yeah. the last album seemed to be a bit more atmospheric. I mean, it, the right. album opens with this great creepy like outer space track, which is awesome. <laughs> yeah. I enjoyed Does it. it. Ma- do, do you guys like the fact that? Um, does it sway you in any way to you both if it's like a Wolfgang Van Halen or like a McKeenan or a Sermon where one guy's really doing this all on his own where John, you had anybody can appreciate that. Or there's five guys on stage and they're doing this themselves. Does it matter? Because I'm a little biased to the guys who do this by themselves. Uh, you give them deference because they're able to do it by themselves or I just get, yeah, I do. I give a little bit more street cred to okay. the, to the guys who are doing this themselves. I think that's I, amazing. I, yeah, I think it's great too. Yeah. Um, I, I understand it. And that's kind of what I was saying earlier where I, I felt like I was able to get into his head as this album came together uh, because I understand what it's like to, to be the person to sit down and try and do it all yourself. Um, yeah. So they get a, they get a, a a solid yeah set of knuckles from. I agree. Yeah, yeah. My feeling is, I love Typo Negative, and Peter Steele wrote a majority of the music. Like, let's be honest. Um, I love Megadeth. Dave Mustaine writes a majority of the music. He can play leads with anybody. Um, so I have mad respect for artists that have their vision. And they surround themselves with artists with a similar vision that are also allowed to um, take a step into the shadows and let, you know, their vision become real and support them. Um, yeah. I'm just happy when human beings get along, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I, <laughs> it's, the I mean, last, really. it's the last time we record a session with Derek drunk. <laughs> I mean, come on, that's the thing. It's Coors Light. It's like beer. You know, Coors Light is like um, it's it's beer flavored water with yeah. bubbles. Whatever, man. Sorry, that's what you got stuck with. The Coors, if you want to um, be a sponsor of Shit Talk Reviews, uh, we will go to the Rock and sign a contract. Listen, you one bet. step at a time. We're waiting on Country Time right now. Then yeah. we'll then we'll move on. I'll, I'll take I'll take any sponsorship dollars. Thank you again to Tip Top Tire, White River Junction, Vermont, uh, for sponsoring last week's episode. What was wrong with that guy that did that? Recording? I don't know. I've heard some disturbing things about him. <laughs> hey, John, why real quick. Not like, why does he call us um, hoity? Was it hoity-toity turds? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> hey, John, real quick before we score this, can we just maybe go around the room? I'm just curious. Just what your favorite song was on the track, on the yeah, album? I had two standouts. Um, the second track, I think it's Menial. Menial. Mm-hmm. Apologies to all artists for butchering the uh, pronunciations of their work. But yeah, the second track, uh, Menial and Blood Covered Pigeon, I thought was yeah. awesome. Yeah. Big fan of that. Love how it started out with that like march, that triplet feel. Uh, he did some cool stuff with the time signatures in there. 
added a couple extra beats in the choruses. He even had a death effect. growl. He even yeah. had a death growl in that song. You know, you <laughs> ask about about a single person playing, you know, doing everything. The the one bummer is automatically the chances of them touring is yeah. lessened. Um, right. You know, not not a whole lot of single artists I think can really successfully tour as well. I've seen it. Uh, yeah. Cloud Kicker. I got to see Cloud Kicker play years ago, and he's a one-man show. Managed to get the the entire band uh, intronaut. All the members served as his backing band, and they pulled it off incredibly. It was great. I'd love to see what uh, what these guys, one from the north, can do with a bunch yeah. of bloody players. Yeah, Heath, yeah, yeah. Another band. It's a husband wife duo. They're dark as shit. You know, Dave, you might like them because they're um, they're very typo ish. Yeah. Um, and they have some synth, um, but they have some riffs. Yeah. And they don't tour. Yeah. it's just the two of them. Yeah, they just don't do it. Pump out album, album, yeah. album. I love everything that Bloody Hammers does. Yeah. So they're certainly a band to check out that's, a, you know, a, a, a duo yeah. that's worthwhile. Yeah. yeah. Derek, what was your favorites, Derek? Would you like menial menial blood club uh, covered pigeon? I love church burner. And I was, yeah. it was funny because I actually had to go to the post office at lunch and I had it on and I was banging it. Nice. But the problem for me was <laughs> I literally was being taken back to Sherbrooke and Montreal in between <laughs> some, you know, some good gore. And I want my gore. I want to headbang my fucking nuts off. And not be raising the roof, yo. It's funny you bring that song up, Derek, because uh, there's a video for that song on YouTube for Church Burner. So you check it out. You know? Oh, I saw it. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And I, I watched it actually uh, Friday night when I got back here after doing our podcast last week. I played it for my wife and she's like, yeah, the metal's cool. Yeah, it was cool, but yeah. what's up with the you know the dance party? And right, you know, we thought about putting it on like we've got like a, a big speaker in the backyard next to the pool. We thought about putting it on and having a little dance party, but it's too happy <laughs> to have a dance party. Too. Derek, then were you disappointed that there, uh, while there were a lot of disco synths, that there were no uh, boy band choruses? <laughs> uh, listen, there is no place for boy band choruses in metal, as far as I'm <laughs> boy bands are boy band. Be a boy band, do your boy band thing, make girls go swoon and all this other stuff. And but my god, man, uh no, thank god there was not. Sorry. Uh, otherwise, I'd be cursing, <sighs> cursing Dave. Dave for bringing this up. I again. I have mad respect for the band. I have mad respect for what they're trying to do. It's not my cup of tea. Half of it is not my cup of tea, but I get yeah. it. And and I yeah. and I have and the talent is there. And I'm not going to begrudge anybody who has talent for being ambitious. It's it's, nice. it's, yeah. it's a worthwhile. Well said. Derek, Derek, very well said, my man. Very right, well said. Dave, what were your standout tracks? So I think we all agree, uh, blood covered pigeon. Awesome song. Great song. Awesome. And then the other one for me was uh, Regime Salvation in the Pyre, the name of the album. Uh, the I thought that was a fabulous song. Church Burner. There was good ones. All, all, it was good stuff. Yeah. I'm glad, the, I'm glad you guys, uh, I'm glad you guys liked it. Cause like I said, you're a tough crowd, but uh, I, I was, I, I thought this was a good one because it's different, you know? Yeah. Well, let's score this bitch. Let's start with you, Derek. 
Yeah, I gave them an eight for talent. Um, and I gave them a six for having, you know, something that isn't my cup of tea with too much, you know, like hat away. Um, baby, don't hurt me. Um, but we'll, we'll, we'll go right in between the eight and the six and we'll go at a seven. There you go. All right. Nice. Well, I, uh, I'm giving them a solid eight. Uh, I thought the production quality was great. Performance also great. Gave, uh, you know, his, his technical proficiency with the instruments, a solid eight. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I think it's a great record. I enjoyed it, and I get it. It clicked with me, yeah. so I felt like I understand it. Where you, did? That's great. So, you know me, guys. I love the lyrics, and if you listen to this album as much as I did, I mean, I went as so far as to get the lyrics while I was listening to the song, and this guy is deep. You know, he's passionate. He's. It sounds like he's had it, or if not him, he's talking for, for all of us. His lyrics in, in A Slave to Self-Deception uh, is unbelievable. I'm not going to get into it. Listen to it. Um, with that being said, I loved it. You know, I thought, uh, I lo- like Derek said in the beginning of this podcast, you know, with the, with the whole mix of electronics and the metal, he loved the metal, not the electronics. I kind of felt the same. I liked it a little bit more than Derek. But, man, I, I, I can't wait to, to see what's ahead for this. And I'm going with an eight and a half. Solid scores all the way around. Yeah. I don't know if I like the dynamic of not being in the same room, though. It it, <laughs> it's, it feels more difficult to beat up on Dave when we're not yeah. in the same well, room. Well, you know what, though? Dave, uh, he's his asshole chair. And maybe it's the <laughs> and he sits down and the smell of his farts come out of it. He becomes an asshole. He doesn't it's, hard to, it, it's hard to pick on Derek when he's not physically there. Because yeah. you want to choke them, you know. What you I mean? do. Well, that's all right. I want to take you and hang you by your underpants and then beat you with the beating stick. So it's all good. Listen, I'm happy you guys liked it. I am because it's uh, it's good shit, and I, I this guy's talented. Like Derek said, it's it's nice when you see this kind of talent, and maybe not for this podcast, like some other bands, we may never have found this guy. So you you can never begrudge, and anybody who does that takes one person's talent and their passion and their obvious commitment and tear them down. I wouldn't be able to live with myself. Yeah. Yeah. Made a ton of money. They took a huge chance for me. It was a fail. It was a a fail for all of us, but for a guy that's a one man show for me to come in here and shred it is just, (laughs) it's not okay. And frankly, There, there, there is a massive talent there and passion, and so you know, I am. There's, there was no chance I was going to come in here and and tear it apart the way we did Avenge Sevenfold because it's not worthy of it. Yeah. It's, well, I, it's, I agree. It's, the fact is, it's a good record. Yeah. By, by pretty much any measure, it's a good record. It's it's well done. It's well put together. I'm not a lyrical guy, but you know, I appreciate that he he's got solid enough content that you know, Dave, you took note of it, and I'm sure others have and will um, but it's a good record it doesn't deserve to be shredded can, can i ask you do you not like lyrics because you never learned to read beyond yeah. <laughs> yep that's it i was yeah that, you know as a young child that was you know i maybe it was undiagnosed dyslexia i don't know <laughs> that's but crazy. Uh, 
I always knew uh, growing, growing up, you know, I was a young boy, you know, in the family home. And uh, I, I always thought how sad my life is going to be that I'll never get to understand good metal lyrics because I can't now and will never be able to read. Huh. Dave, I think we should fire him. <laughs> you know, John, I, because John, it, it, I like, got, how does it, how is he, how is he holding down a job when he's basically a caveman with John, who was, John, who was Stop so talking over me. <laughs> what was so interesting about that is I believed you. <laughs> well, I'm a hell of a con man, I guess. I fooled you two fuckers for long enough. <laughs> oh, I miss you guys. Yeah. Oh, no, you well. Are you kidding me? You just saw us on Wednesday. Like it's only been like 36 hours. That's a long time. Should I sing Rick Astley's Together Forever? Together with John, John, end this podcast. It's going in a bad direction. That's true. It is spiraling. Well, we appreciate you guys coming and hanging out with us and listening to us shred each other. And happily this time, not an album or an artist. So, Oh, uh, John, real quick. Who's up next week? Don't you worry are. about I'm up next week. Don't worry okay. about who's up next week. It will <laughs> okay. not be Barry Manilow, though. I can tell you that. <laughs> uh, All right. Thanks again, everybody. We'll see you next week. <laughs>